Hey everybody, this is Arbar coming to you again from uh, my hotel room, and I'm just I've just been sitting here reflecting on the past year, and I just finished um, 365 days in the Word in a Bible reading program. So I, I finished it. It was a year. Went through the Bible in one year. Did it through the Bible app, Bible.com app, which takes sections from the Old Testament and then the New Testament. Um, but it felt like a chore. And I've, go I've gone through the Bible like three times. And every time it's felt like a chore. And, and I've just realized that oh, over the past 20 years, there's been several, there's been three major roadblocks in my, in my Bible reading. And just getting off the phone right now with one of the guys that I'm doing life with, just had this moment of clarity and confirmation in the Spirit. So, roadblock number one in my life was early on when I was in Bible college. Um, I started reading the Bible in 1997 when um, my pastor, at the time Pastor Freddie, had given me a Bible. My sister was had a near-death experience, had a brain aneurysm, and I thought for the first time in my life, oh my gosh, kids could die too. So it was this rattling um, awakening, and then I wanted a Bible, so... Pastor Freddie gave me my own Bible, the one I studied for the first time in my life as, as something I really wanted to know. And he gave me that, and I, I fell in love with it. And uh, went to Bible college, and then... So those Bible college years, those four years, I would literally have a checklist of passages. And, and not that anything that I'm mentioning is, is sinful in and of itself, but it, but it became sinful because of the posture of my heart and the attitude of my heart. But so... And I knew, looking back now, it's, it, was a, it was an evil and offensive checklist in God's sight because when I wouldn't read, when I would skip days, I would just feel guilt. And I would feel this sense of shame. And if someone asked me, hey, have you done your Bible reading for today, which is a very popular question in Bible college for some reason, um, it'd be, um, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it as if I'm answering to people. So that's roadblock number one. And, and when I moved on from that seeing the Bible as a, as, a, as a chore and as a checklist, I went to seminary and actually start, studied hermeneutics, the, the science of interpretation and exegesis, the, the extrapolating meaning from the text, studying it in its original context. So it's so really Bible reading for me in that phase of my life, in that second phase, was a study experience, an academic experience devoid of intimacy with God. Of course, I, I'm not seeing this at the time. I'm only seeing this in hindsight. So where Bible reading became a chore, I was just missing out on some joy. And, and then during seminary, and then even years after seminary, from about 2001 to 2014, um, where, where my approach to the scriptures and God's word was primarily an academic endeavor, although I didn't call it that, but that's what it was. That's what it became. This checklist of like four steps, discover the context, identify keywords, subject, complement, which is a great model, but it turned into idolatry for me. You see, it was, it was the worship of studying the Bible, which is a horrible God. But so there's that second roadblock of just this, the Bible is an academic book that I need to approach academically and exegete the text. I, I was missing out on some, some real intimacy with God the Father. And then the third thing that I'm learning is 
well, even out throughout those one and those first and second phases, um, Bible re- Bible reading and time in the Word, quote unquote devotional time, quote unquote quiet time before the Lord, was always seen in my mind as a private thing. Like Bible reading and, and devotional time meant it was just me, myself, and I in the room. Of course, God is there with me, but now I don't want to see it like that. To see my time in the Word as 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 God, what are you showing me here? And I can't wait to share this with the body because I don't want to see myself as independent from the body anymore. So I'm on the phone tonight as I'm walking around outside my hotel, walking to the to the grocery mart and back, and it's 22 degrees outside. And I'm on the phone with one of the guys that I'm doing life with, which is amazing because when, when a young man gives his life over to the Lord, and God has really spoken to me through, through one of these guys um, in my life who happens to be a lot younger than me but God is so good he's taught me to knock that barrier down that those aren't barriers anymore sex age um, economic status rank all those things it, it doesn't matter it doesn't mean anything to me all, all that matters is a person who's submitted to God and God can speak through them and he desperately wants to speak th- through them to me so my buddy, um, he goes, let's invite the Holy Spirit now to, 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 to reveal to us what Bible reading looks like for you in 2017. And here's what he's given me. Tell me if you get confirmation about this. So I'm thinking, dude, this is awesome. I love it when a conversation goes this way. When someone stops to pause and say, have you thought to invite God into this situation? Amazing, right? So... He's telling me, what if in 2017 you no longer read, you no longer read the Bible to learn something, but rather to experience God in the text. And then from the experience, from this encounter with God in the text, to bring that in a communal setting. I mean, it was so spot on with so much clarity uh, I, I got this instant confirmation. Like that's that's what reading, that's what Bible reading looks like to me in 2017. Because my whole life it's been a checklist, and then where I skip days, even even in this last year, the Bible app would tell me you've missed uh, three days. One time I missed 11 days in a row, and it would typically be when when visitors came over and they lived in our house and I was like oh my gosh I don't got time to read and and I don't want to read in front of them because I'm gonna look like I'm a holier than thou and all, all this noise in my mind all this noise but no more because to me this is just for me and what God has confirmed in my life through my friends through the through the guys in my life who love me as well as through the lady in my life who loves me my, my wife that in 2017, in this next year, Bible reading to me is going to be completely revamped. I'm going to go to the Word to experience God in the text. And uh, some of my friends might be scared at that. Like, what are, what are, you're sounding weird now, Ryan. <laughs> no, it, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, but there's nothing weird about that. I mean, if this is the almighty creator of the universe, why wouldn't he speak to me through the text? And at the same time, I'm, I'm not talking about dropping the ball on studying a text in its context and do all those things that God has put in place. And so I can be 
I'm faithful with the word that he's given me so I can study to show myself the proven unto God to work in that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm not talking about dropping the ball on any of that. I'm just talking about now a new perspective. Like when I open the word, it's, it's God, would you meet me here? God, what needs to die in my heart today? What idols need to be torn down? What does this text say? What is it saying? What did it mean to those guys? And, and, and I know it applies to me today. Every single word is going to point me back to my need for the Savior. So that's that's what reading the Bible looks like to me in 2017. I even got a nifty little uh, Bible journal that my uh, my pastor gave me. And it uses the Acts model, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, as a means to reflect on the word. And, and I just, I love this thing. It, it talks about um, praying through the pen which is amazing I, as I'm praying to God just letting my pen hit the paper and then and then spewing out how I adore God um, confessing things homo legaoing them like same say what have I done not being vague but being very specific because I want that sin to be exposed and closed and dead and done with and then to go into thanksgiving and then to go into supplication after that. This supplication means this pleading with God, asking God to transform me in particular ways. And um, I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. When I skip a day, no guilt, no shame. That's not a relationship. That's, that's going to spin me back to the law. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that no more. I want to be free. I want to I want to walk in freedom. I want to... I want to have a relationship with God. Now, that that phrase that I've been saying my whole um, adult life, a relationship with God, it has new meaning. It has new meaning in 2017. So I just want to give you uh, Fabcaster's encouragement. If you are going through the Bible, this is, this is typically the time where us Americans and maybe even people around the world are making New Year's resolutions. And if your resolution is something to the effect of, I want to, I want to read through the Bible this year, let me encourage you, brothers. Let me encourage you, sisters. Don't make it a chore. Don't make it a study, and don't do it alone. I'm, when, when I'm when I'm prayer journaling now, I got I got uh, three entries for the year, which is good because if I had one for every day, I know I'd, I'm I'm probably spinning back into the law here. But I got three entries for the year, even though we're uh, a dozen days into the year. Uh, 10 days into the year um, I'm sharing what I'm writing with my wife and you know me I got zero secrets with my wife so as I'm putting things in being candid before God and, and throwing my heart out there before God and my struggles and um, and, and my attitude and, and, and this struggle with shaming versus gracing my children. I'm putting that all in there. My attitude towards my wife. Um, I'm putting that all there and she gets to see all of it. Because we are one and we're doing life together. We're doing life with our community group, our gospel-centered community group, life within the church. It's just it's just an amazing life. It's an amazing life where I'm no where I'm freed up to be uh, to be free from what other people think. But at the same time I'm I'm on the phone saying, hey, bro, um, 
could you pray for me? I'm praying about what Bible reading looks like in 2017, and for 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 him to get an answer, for my for my brother in Christ to get an answer and 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 give it to me. That's what life. That's what doing life together looks like. So I just want to encourage you, Fabcasters. And with that, I say uh, see you later. Hope you're praying for me as I'm praying for you. Love you guys. Bye.